In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. After the month of June, which was dedicated to the Sacred Heart, we are now in the month of July, where we remember the precious blood of our crucified Savior, Jesus Christ. The world likes to consecrate the month of June to the sin of pride, and to counteract that, we Catholics should especially in this month of July think and ponder about humility, because it's humility which is the great antidote of pride. Today is the feast day of the humility of Mary, and her example teaches us clearly that if we want good things in the world, especially if we want peace and also peace to our souls, we must possess this great virtue of humility. The origin of this feast of the humility of Mary is in the Italian town of Pistoia. And that town of Pistoia, it was famous or infamous because during the Middle Ages, it was very bloody and violent place. There were continuous strives and civil wars between two ruling parties, the Guelphs and the Ghibellines. That civil war was occasionally going on in all parts of Italy, but in Pistoia, situation was especially bad. It, in fact, it's possible that the word pistol comes from the town of Pistoia because that place was famous for its gun manufacturing industry. And Pistoia is also unfortunately remembered from a big rebellion against the Catholic Church because the infamous Jansenist Council of Pistoia was held there and that attacked especially against the devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. The Feast of the Humility of Mary started on this day, July 17th, in 1490. There was again a big fighting and lots of bloodshed going on in the streets of Pistoia. So group of, uh, a group of uh, uh, women, children, and uh, all who were afraid that they might be slaughtered ran into a church for protection. And there in the church, a priest was celebrating Mass at Our Lady's altar. And looking for shelter, the people were afraid. But when the fighting was still going on on the streets, they witnessed a great miracle. In that church, there was a beautiful fresco of Our Lady of Humility. There in the painting, she is seated on a cushion on the floor, nursing Christ's child. And the rays of sunlight started to lighten the image. And people saw that Our Lady was crying. She was crying red tears that descended 
to her feet and were trickling down and tracing wide streams. The word spread to the streets of this fabulous miracle. The people stopped fighting and they all rushed to this church to witness this great miracle. And the crying of Our Lady lasted for several weeks. And people of Pistoia started to sorrow with Our Lady and started themselves to cry with her. They knew that she was so, so sad and sorrowful because of all this violence, all this strife, all these divisions which were going on in the city. And truly, even greater miracle happened than that of Our Lady crying the bloody tears. Namely, the people of Pistoia, they humbled themselves. They swore peace that from now on it would be maintained and that they would also forgive to each other of all the enmities, strives and arguments which had caused all this bloodshed. We know in this day or feast of the humility of Mary that if we want to be trusty and good followers of Jesus Christ, we can never show pride, but we must humble ourselves. Our Lord himself tells us in the Gospel, take up my yoke upon you and learn of me, because I am meek and humble of heart, and you shall find rest to your souls. Every great person ever lived has also been a humble person. And we have no better example in humility but Mary. We see her humility in all her feasts. For example, in the Feast of Visitation. Though she was the mother of God, she hastened to visit her cousin and to congratulate her and help her in need. And when Elizabeth received her so reverently and praised her as the mother of God, Mary simply called herself the handmaid of God. That's again a great sign of her humility, putting on herself the simple title of the handmaid of the Lord. There is a verse in one of the Psalms which says, as the eyes of the handmaid on the, the hands of her mistress, so are our eyes to our God until he have mercy on us. If we want peace into this world and if we want peace into our hearts, that were the demands that we have 
humility and that we have childlike obedience and trust to God Almighty. As said, all great men and women have always been humble persons, and we see this even on a natural level. For example, in the life of George Washington, who is one of the natural or secular heroes of this country. He was a great general, but he was also a very kind and humble man. When Washington was first made commander of the American forces, he one day came upon a group of men who were working at a very hard job while their leader was standing by, cursing their slowness, but not lifting a hand to help these men. So Washington asked why he did not give the soldiers a helping hand. And the man who didn't recognize the general said angrily, Sir, I will have you know I am a corporal. I will not stoop to this kind of work. Washington said nothing but stepped in and helped the men. And when the job was done, he turned to the corporal and said, when you have any more jobs like that, which you find it beneath your dignity to perform, just ask for General Washington, and I will be only too eager to help. That shows us how great men, even on a natural level, if they are kind and humble, they do achieve respect and great things. In fact, after the victory of the 13 states in the Revolutionary War, Washington sent a letter to all the governors where he pleaded that God would dispose all Americans to love justice, love mercy, and demean themselves, and follow Christ's charity, humility, and calmness of mind. And he himself showed example. When the war ended, King George III of England asked what Washington was doing nowadays, and he was told that he had retired from public life back at his home on Mount Vernon. And the king couldn't believe it. He leaned back in his chair and said, if this is true, then George Washington must be the greatest man in the world. Even one of the popes, Pope Leo XIII, called him Great Washington. And the reason was that under his humble leadership, America achieved liberty and independence, and also full liberty to the Catholic Church, which liberty the Catholic nations in Europe, unfortunately, had oftentimes denied of her. And the Pope said also that without morality, the state cannot endure. And that was a fact which Washington knew as well. The successor of Pope Leo XIII was Saint Pius X. And he granted America a singular privilege among all nations. Generally, church 
did not allow national flags in the sanctuary, but in 1911, St. Pius X made specific exception in favor of the flag of the United States, permitting it in the church during religious services. So in almost every Catholic church in the USA, there was both American and papal flag in the sanctuary. And this country was also very much devoted to Our Lady and also under the magnificent title Our Lady of the Smile, she who had healed Saint Therese of Lisieux. We see in the lives, life of Our Lady and also the lives of the saints and great men that a humble person is always a happy person, somebody who is dutiful and happy just to do his or her duties to God, to the country, and to the home. The one great uh, uh, shining example of this magnificent childlike humility is Saint Bernadette Subiru. She was the favorite child to whom our Blessed Mother appeared when she wished the miraculous Shrine of Lourdes to be founded. And Saint Bernadette later entered the convent and was then known as Sister Bernard. And after this shrine had been established, Sister Bernard led a very quiet and retired life in her convent. And one day a fellow sister showed her a beautiful new picture of the grotto at Lourdes and seemed surpri surprised that this girl to whom Our Lady herself had appeared, she was now living the secluded life instead of being the center of the admiration of the Catholic world. And Sister Bernard then asked, what do you do with a broom? And the answer of her companion was, why we sweep with it, of course. And when we have finished sweeping, what do you do? Well, we put it back in its place. And where is its place? asked Sister Bernard again. In a corner behind the door. Well then, Sister Bernard replied, now you know my story. Our Blessed Mother has made use of me. Then she put me in a corner. It is my proper place. I am very happy in it, and here I will remain." So truly, we have learned from her, Saint Bernadette Subiru, what does it mean to be humble like Our Lady and humble like Our Lord. It means to be and remain just in the place you belong and stay there happily. Because to be humble is to be like Jesus. To be humble is to be the servant of all. To be humble is to be the least of all. To be humble is to be dead to all earthly things. To be humble is to be buried in the 
forgetfulness of creatures, and to be humble is to abandon oneself completely to the providence of God. May God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.